Oh, hey. Didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation, episode number 28, presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. This is Joe, and as usual, I am joined by my co-hosts, Nick, and announcing the return of LC. She's back, and better than ever. Wow, that's a big problem. The bar was kind of low. <laughs> What? <laughs> Excuse me? I was just going to say, actually, you said, as usual, I'm joined by, but it's not as usual as you'd think, because last week it was not with Lauren. No, LC. So. I know. It's a very sad episode, indeed. I know. This is, that's two, two episodes I think she's missed. Yeah. Sad days. And typically, our we get no listens those weeks. Nobody exactly. listens to our Nobody podcast. tunes in. Everyone tunes out. They're like, mm, no, LC. See you Bye. later. See ya. But don't worry, folks. I'm back. Back again. Elsie's back. back. Tell your friends and subscribe to our pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. This is what you subscribe for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the content that keeps you coming back. Yep. Elsie, you got a beer in your hand. Let's yep. give it a old crackerino. Beautiful. What you got there? I got Sierra Nevada's Tropical Torpedo. It's a, a Tropical IPA. Let's give it a pour. Beautiful looking beer. Mm. This is a classic. I really I really like this one. It's a great summer beer, I feel like, for me. Oh, yeah. It just brings you right to that place where you're on the beach, you're mm-hmm. sitting by the pool. Like somewhere tropical? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you know... I said the same thing you did, but in more words. <laughs> um, it also reminds me of my recent point. trip to Asheville and having the the blues that I'm gone and I'm the blues. Were they doing tours? They just started doing tours. Now, if you listened to our episode last week, Lauren, we wow. had a lengthy discussion about it, but she doesn't listen to it when it's not I'm her. so sorry. You're telling people to subscribe and you didn't even subscribe. I just haven't gotten to it See? this week, guys. I haven't had. See, a even when. See, when Lauren's out, she doesn't even listen to her own podcast when she's not on it. Yeah. She knows it's just going to be It's going to flop. What an ego. I'll give you a pass because because you're LC. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't listen to it after it's released because I've already listened to it while editing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, And I also was present, so. <laughs> Were you? Present. <laughs> Timothy. Present. Timothy. We got the T-Ropical. Tropical torpedo. Torpedo. Wow. So nice touch of haze on this one. Um, I don't know. It seems a bit. Uh, I don't say a little bit effervescent, but not too much really. It's just kind of. Well, I got some nice bubbles on me too. Some nice bubs on mine. Definitely a very crisp mouthfeel for a for an IPA. Mm -hmm. Smells nice, nice and tropical. Uh, Definitely a little bit of juicy there, but. And it's not too aggressive either. It's not like a juice bomb. Yeah. It's also not a hot bomb. I was going to say that, you know, when I was smelling it, I was actually expecting a little more um, citrus and flavor. It's good, but it's not like hitting me like I was anticipating. That's I think that's why one of the reasons I like it so much because it's just kind of easy to... It's one of the few beers I think I'll buy in bulk not in bulk but like in a six pack or something uh that and then either uh torpedo extra we buy several cases of this you know actually i think i have the tap handle for this from the last time we went to Asheville when we bought it oh they had another tap handle for sale that was six or seven dollars and it was like the full size tap handle and i was eyeballing it for a second i'm trying to think what beer it was i don't think it was gonna be sad that he didn't get it yeah well, it was funny because I, I looked at it for maybe 10, 15 seconds and it was just, um, I must have caught the attention of one of the employees there and she came over and she was like, yes, it really is only $6. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I thought that was kind of cheap for a very big, heavy wooden custom tap handle. And she's like, yeah, we used to have tap a tap handle. <laughs> she, she's like, we had a little sign underneath the price tag at one point that said, no, seriously, only $6. Cause people didn't believe that. Like it was marked appropriately. Oh yeah. I mean, cause some places you yeah. go and they have tap handles for sale. They're like 50 bucks. Oh, the other ones were, yeah. I think the I'm other ones were that they still 20 or 30. It. What was it? I'm trying to recall if it was, uh, 
tropical torpedo or one of the t- torpedo b- varieties. I think mm. it was shaped like a torpedo. Mm. Oh. Um, so <laughs> it's hard to say. I should have taken a picture. Wow. Way to go, Nick. Wow. Take Sorry. a picture. It'll last longer. <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> Got him. Got him. But yeah, top uh, tropical torpedo, Sierra Nevada. Or even a beer podcast if you don't even drink a Sierra Nevada on the air. I mean, no. we don't always yes. drink a Sierra Nevada on the air. But we have now, so now we can say we're a beer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and in the coming weeks, I haven't found the right time, but and maybe I'll hold on to it. I, I got a, a special beer from Sierra Nevada. It's a series, the Trip of the Woods series beer, mm-hmm. I think, or Trip to the Woods. Trip Some the of their barrel-aged. Tripping in the woods. Yeah, it was actually rum barrel-aged. Oh, uh, interesting. And I think... I think I might hold on to it for a while and let it cellar a little bit. And then maybe we'll try it down the road and see see how it's done after cellar. The barrel. We should actually <laughs> we should actually try it in the woods. Let's go camping. <laughs> Go out in the woods and We are going camping actually. Yeah, actually we're going yes. camping next oh. week on our first trip of the year. I'm Where are you guys going? This weekend. To it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said next weekend. Did I say next weekend? Yeah. Well, then the coming. We're weekend. going to um Raven Rock State Park. Outside of uh, Lillington. I don't even know where that is, but we're going. Lillington? Yeah, like Bowie's Creek, Campbell, that Bowie's Creek? area. Uh-huh. Bowie's Creek, home of the Campbell <laughs> Camels. Bowie's Creek, yeah, yeah. Gaylord, Campbell. <laughs> very I, weird mascot, and also very weird name for a camel. Like, Well, you were also making fun of Ramsey's name last night. I wasn't making fun of his name. I was making fun of the spelling. Who's Ramsey's? For the wait, what for the Tar Heels? It's their mascot, but it's spelled R A M E S E S, right? I don't it know. Like I Ramesses. don't ever really spell it. Like, why is it Ramses? Oh, because he's, he's a ram. He's a ram. He's a ram. I thought you all were the Tar Heels. Well, that's the like emblem logo type thing. Yeah. You can't really have a Tar Heel as your just a mascot. foot. <laughs> <laughs> Our mascot's a foot. <laughs> He's got a, a foot covered in tar. Mm. And I can't remember what the semblance is. Uh, it's something about people fleeing and they had tar on their heels. I can't remember what the semblance of isn't tar. tar is. Isn't it because they used to burn the pines and make tar, like pine tar? That's why it's where we live near the Tar River. I don't know. And when we went to that state park, there was all the yeah. things about the tar production. So I'm pretty sure that is what it is. I'm sure like, was there an exodus at some point where people were escaping or running away? Maybe I'm making all this up. Maybe I should I probably no learn a little more about my state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tune into episode 29 next week where we deep dive into the <laughs> history of the Tar Heel State. Yes. Then we'll talk about uh, how New York State is the Empire State because of uh, they were part of the Empire in Star Wars when that happened a long time ago. Uh, yes, of course, of course. Yes, you know, Darth Vader. Actually. So that's really not that far of a drive to get to Bowie's It's like 90 Creek. something miles. Wow. That's I think you were going to say 90 minutes. I was like, oh, I didn't know. It. No, it's like Measuring an hour and your 40, trips in minutes only. Between Raleigh and Fayetteville. Hmm. According to Juju Maps. Uh, Juju. So reliable. Yeah. So reliable. So yeah, uh, Tropical Torpedo. It's not a hop bomb, not mm-hmm. a juice bomb, but it's a hop torpedo. And a juice <laughs> torpedo. It'll bomb your taste buds with delicious flavors. Refreshing 6% alcohol by volume. And if you're interested on the side of the can, it just says ale. <laughs> just just ale. Just ale. Huh. And if you're interested also on the side of the can, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. I'm so glad that they put that warning on everything. Mm, and also, parentheses, two end parentheses, consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery, comma, and may cause health problems. Did y'all see that thing? I don't remember if you sent it to me or not, where the guy like got arrested for DUI, and he was like, oh, I was only drinking at stoplights and when I wasn't actively driving. <laughs> oh, I did not send that to you. That sounds kind of funny. Huh. Um, he thought that was going to work, huh? Yeah. It wasn't real, was it? 
It was his mugshot. Wait, what? His so mug- like he a- got arrested for DUI, not DWI. Driving under impairment, or I guess. What is the driving arrest? under, under the influence? influence? Yeah. Well, I mean, they could take a mugshot and give you any kind of backstory yeah. they want. I guess <laughs> they could put a just put a mugshot and say, "Man kills eighteen penguins with ball okay. peen hammer." Well, I didn't. I didn't dig too deeply into the posting. I just clicked yeah. on it. And it was clickbait. Was it one of those memes that the kids are all laughing <laughs> at these days? Those memes. Those memes. Aha, meme. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's kind of funny. He's not drinking and driving. When I was little, I thought drinking and driving and, you know, meant of all things that you drink, like water. Oh. I thought it was a form of distracted driving, <laughs> driving but uh, no. I was I was horribly mistaken. Oh, no. I mean, I needed at least like a, a coffee or a water or some kind of beverage for a long car ride. Mm-hmm. Mouth gets dry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you need a little caffeine to keep you plugging away down the road. Mm-hmm. A little agua. Wet your whistle. And a little bit of beer just to make the time <laughs> go faster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you want to have fun while you're driving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. We do not condone drinking and driving. Yeah. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Nor do we partake. All just for laughs, even though we, it's really not that funny. Yeah. Way to go, Nick. I'm sorry. I'm so, <laughs> Wait, I'm so immature. Some, some serious. But yeah, so, do you, yeah, well, you know, I'm just curious. Does this beer have any adjuncts in it? Well, What's an adjunct? What's an adjunct? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Lauren. When we talk about adjuncts in terms of brewing and in beer, we're talking about a non-malt source of fermentable sugars, which is directly from an article from beerandbrewing.com. Check it out. A lot of good information about adjuncts. Now, when we talk about a beer recipe, right, we've got our malt. And the malt's important for the fermentation process, for those sugars breaking down, getting turned into alcohol through the fermentation process. But we can also have beer with adjuncts. And adjuncts are the additives that we put in. And they, uh, they contain these fermentable sugars that can then contribute to different flavors uh, that can increase the alcohol content. They can also change the body of the beer, but also we can talk about adjuncts in the sense of things that are not fermentable sugars and just are added for flavor like spices and fruits. They're not going to have always the sugar that breaks down, yeah. but they add a lot of flavor and sometimes a little more complexity to a beer. So anything added that's outside of the typical, I guess, four ingredient recipe for beer, we can consider as an adjunct. Oh, you mean according to the Reinheitsgebot? Reinheits. The Reinheitsgebot. Do you know what that is, Lorenzo? No. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Nine. Uh, the Reinheitsgebot, the German beer purity law, which oh. basically said you can only have four ingredients in beer. Well, originally it only said three, right? Because they didn't understand what yeast was yet. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, water, hops, malt, and yeast. Anything outside of that is a violation and it's not beer. So for a while, brewers in Germany weren't able to use anything like that and legally call it beer. It had to be called something else. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's actually where the term adjunct comes from because the, uh, the Germans 500 years ago, anything in addition to those ingredients that were staples for the, the German beer law, it was like adding junk. <laughs> so I was going to say, yeah, just adding a bunch of junk in there, huh? Oh, no. that's clever. That was but, clever. Uh, I like we were in the same thing. Did yeah. you read that somewhere, or were we just on the same room? No, I, I actually planned this ahead of time. You did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Jen, and uh, like, I was like, oh, that's a perfect joke. So Good thing I didn't spoil I it by it. blurting out earlier. <sighs> I was like, what are you, adding junk? Yeah, I wish I could say I came with it on the spot, but I did not. That's great. It's even better that you planned it. I think it makes it funnier. What about like donuts and cookies? <laughs> mm, you mean yeah. when they, when you get like you know, 16 packs of Krispy Kreme donuts and you dump them in the old kettle. Yeah. That's a source of fermentable sugar and so, probably some non-fermentable sugars as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny how a lot of pastries have become synonymous with stouts even just there's the pastry stout. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about your donut stouts, your 
cake stouts, um, pie. Well, there's actually like pie sours, like key lime pie sour. I just had this last weekend. Do they have actual? They throw key actual lime key lime pies in it. Yeah, Dang. from Westbrook. Oh, did I get that? I think you I think did. You may have. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> I just find it funny. It's like, oh, we're making a bunch of pies. What are you gonna do with them? Oh, we're just gonna whip them into the the brew kettle, and there you go. Hmm. Yeah. I want to make. I want to make that. Yeah, you want to make that. Uh huh. That your next homebrew yeah. experiment. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that might be kind of interesting to do a uh, uh, an all grain brew, but then try some adjuncts, try some either some pastries or some other adjuncts. I mean, what other adjuncts are there besides pastries? I mean, of course. Yeah. Donuts and cakes and pies can all be popular dessert items that make it into the brewing process, whether in the uh, the kettling or mm-hmm. typically in the kettling. So, like, is fruit not considered an adjunct? It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're throwing it in there. So, I mean, the cakes and cookies and pies and donuts and all that is, like, I think a relatively new thing with some of the bigger beers that people are making now it's it's i guess it's kind of attractive right if you think from a marketing standpoint if you throw up a picture of your brewery throwing in a bunch of delicious looking crispy cream donuts crispy cream donuts into the thing somebody you're like oh i want to go try that i love crispy cream donuts why wouldn't beer and crispy cream donuts be amazing but use of adjuncts i mean goes way back way before that and much more bland things so Mm -hmm. i mean you're thinking of uh your big, big popular beers. What's number one? Corn. They're throwing corn in there all the time. Uh, other things, you know, honey, syrups, different fruits, like you said, or even just plain like dextrose, like they might throw in some of that, or even table sugar, just sometimes to, to boost up the uh, amount of fermentable sugars and kick up that ABV. Yep. There's a lot of stuff you can throw in there that's not as flashy as throwing in a... a Double chocolate fudge brownie into your into your brew kettle. What about a pickle? I think I've had uh, like a pickle yeah. sour before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we had the old bay sour from uh, Flying Dog, which actually had old bay seasoning in it. So yeah. it's there's really not a limit to what you can mm-hmm. add as an adjunct. It's limited is your creativity. Yeah, sometimes you can go a little crazy, <laughs> but sometimes it's it's yeah. it makes a unique product for sure. And there's other things that are thrown there, not even necessarily for flavor, but for mouthfeel. And those are those yeah. considered adjuncts still? I mean, like, I mean, lactose gives you a little bit of sweetness, and that's a non-fermentable sugar, but that also changes the body of the beer a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's you know, we we look at flavor being kind of the primary purpose for a lot of things being thrown into your your mash and your kettle when you're brewing a beer. Mm-hmm. But there's other there's other factors that come into play when you're brewing. Yeah. The mouthfeel is a big one. I know a lot of breweries that use uh, these adjuncts for, you know, like like oat. Oat is a it's a grain, and it's you know not uncommon to hear an oatmeal stout or oatmeal porter, and it's really helping to create that smooth kind of silky mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because it's not a malted grain, so I believe it's it comes down to the, the way that the proteins and the enzymes break down because it's not malted. It's only really producing. It's it's not emitting as much of the uh, the protein, so it kind of creates that smooth kind of like velvety, mm-hmm. silky mouthfeel. So and yeah. also a little bit of flavor, a little bit of sweetness, but yeah, mouthfeel is a bigger uh, component of that than than flavor. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, Lauren, we just made a adjunct beer because we made that oatmeal stout, which had some flaked oats in it. Oh. But you can add all sorts of stuff. So it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty interesting. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that you can put in that you don't really think of adjuncts because I think the the big flashy stuff comes to mind first. Right. But there's a lot. I mean, so I made a honey Kolsch, I think was the second beer I yep. made, and that one had a bunch of honey in it. I mean, that's an adjunct, directly adding some fermentable sugars. Yeah, and you look at a lot of the the popular adjuncts right now that are no longer really considered, I guess, out there or kind of in left field. It's, you know, lactose being a big one you mentioned. You've got mm-hmm. your your milkshake IPAs, your uh, milk stouts. Yeah, fruited sours have lactose, and it's contributing a lot of sweetness. It contributes to that body being a little more creamy. 
Um, so I think lactose is a big one that's very common now that just kind of, I don't even think about it being strange. I'm actually used to most breweries having some kind of oh, beer yeah. on tap with, with lactose in it. So for the milkshake uh, PAs, how do they choose which milkshake to have? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, throwing a whole milkshake in there. I don't think they go... I mean, Cookout has a lot of different options. Yeah, I don't think that's the route they go. <laughs> banana fudge. Bana- oh, yeah, just throw there. a banana fudge. That would actually kind of be cool. Let's oh, try it. Oh, that'd be a good stout. Ooh, that'd be a great way to cool your wort. Just yeet a wort, milkshake wort, in there. Wort, wort, wort. I'm kind of curious about Hotfly because they've got their blender series right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it looks like go. it's kind of an ice cream and some other adjunct. Ooh. Either it's fruit or spice or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I wonder if they actually, what kind of dairy they actually use. If it's just milk sugar, if they're actually using any kind of additive. Yeah. I guess the only the only risk with doing ice cream is that, I mean, it would rapidly change the temperature of your, your wort. So Yeah, you'd have to throw it in while it's still hot and... Mm-hmm. Cool it down a little bit because you don't want it to get too cold, right? Too cold. So, yeah. So why are they? Why are we using adjuncts? I mean, we touched a little bit on this, but what's the point? Why not just stick to the old Orion Heights go boat? To diversify the beer selection. Diversity. Yeah. Old wooden ship. An old wooden ship. <laughs> why would Corbett yeah. care about an old wooden ship, Ron? <laughs> are you listening, Ron? Nope. <laughs> um yeah i know i think that's that's huge it's just the diversity we get now on, on mm-hmm. taproom menus uh at your bottle your bottle shop you're gonna find a wide variety of different beers now the styles aren't really changing it's just they're sort of styles within styles like the milkshake ipa not a recognized necessarily recognized uh bg or bjcp style the but bgcp BG- the, I was fumbling The beer that geriatrics. There's <laughs> a <laughs> milkshake IPA. Yeah, back in my day, we didn't have milkshake IPAs. You damn kids. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that, we should get into that too. I haven't used the, my old man voice in a while. <laughs> <laughs> get into yeah. the old man voice. Oh, um, hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to the beer geriatrics certification program. That'll be us, uh, episode 2000 something or other. <laughs> I'm doing the math in my head Man, if we make yeah. it. That's a lot. Of, that's mm-hmm. if we do like 50 a year times 40 years. That's mm-hmm. 2000 something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. Oh, yeah. That'd be a long time. Yeah. If we're still doing this in 40 years, then we must be doing something right. <laughs> wow. Elsie's like, no thanks. 40 years? I'm old, remember? Yeah, you're at least, what, like 100? Oh, right. And you said men live longer than women. Is that right? Yeah. Well, actually, so married (laughs) men live longer than married women. (laughs) Married women actually have a shorter lifespan when they marry a man. Hmm. Is that why so many of them kill their husbands? The woman keeps the man alive for a lot longer, and then the man just really kind of eats away at that woman's lifespan. I'd like to see your references on this. I really want to see the studies that you have on that. Hey, fact check that. Does that go to all married Google. women or just women married to men? Women married to men. I think it's the male species. It'd be interesting to note what uh, the lifespan of a woman married to a woman would be. Because I feel like there would be like a a beneficial relationship there. Yeah. Because they have sense. I'll tell you as a white male, I feel very alienated right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attacked. I am being attacked. <laughs> As hey. a married one. <laughs> <laughs> no one's looking out for me. <laughs> That's, Just saying. I heard, I heard, this is kind of get, not, not to get in that world, but I heard a really good quote the other day. It was like, if you don't feel that something along, oh, I'm going to paraphrase it terribly. Like, if you don't see the need for, um, if you don't see the need for like improvement in social norms, then that's because you're part of like a protected group or you're, you don't experience them or something along those lines. And it's kind of, you just look out for, you know, check your privilege, bro. <laughs> As PC principles, they check PC, your privilege. Oh man. Yeah. So adjuncts. Yeah. We're back to the, the old adjuncts. Um, yeah. So yeah, we so said we're doing it for flavor. We're doing it for uh, the body of the beer. Sometimes it's nice to, thin or sort of smooth out or 
make sort of a creamy mouthfeel, and you can accomplish that with different adjuncts. Yeah. Um, now, I will ask, is barreling a beer considered an adjunct? Because, ooh. I mean, you're not... That's a good debate question. I mean, you're, you, you can argue, I feel like you can say you're adding something to it or you're not like you're throwing it in there but what you're ultimately trying to do is get compounds from the wood Mm -hmm. to leach into the beer and you're also changing the mouthfeel and stuff like you're thinning it out you're giving it those oaky casky flavors you're trying to maybe boost the booziness of it depending on what was in the barrel so i don't know i didn't look into it that far but that just that question just sprouted upon my mind and i think that actually would come up in in debate because now our our own definitions of adjuncts I think are going to vary depending on who you ask mm-hmm. and it may depend solely on whether or not it contains fermentable sugars or not mm-hmm. and I think that's a very good very good argument for barrel aging to be considered an adjunct even though it's it's weird because we're not really adding anything to the beer but it's there's flavor being imparted and leached mm-hmm. into it throughout the barreling process so that's a very good point yeah I didn't even thought about that and it's weird because it's outside of that mash process. It's outside of that kettle process. It's really like just out there. So I don't know. But you're really modifying the beer a lot if you barrel something for a while. I don't know. Yeah. The world may never know. The world may never know. Yeah. What's, I don't know. Lauren, what's one of the craziest adjuncts you think you've ever seen? Maybe yeah. in a beer or maybe one of the craziest styles of beer you've ever seen. Hmm. Kind of put you on the spot. Yeah. Uh, I kind of spoiled mine with the the Old Bay sour. Well, wait, Bay. what were what was the beer though that you got your um groomsmen? <laughs> the pickle beer. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. There was like a spicy pickle beer. Yeah, that was interesting. Mhm. Uh, what I saw one the other day that was really weird, but I can't remember what it was, so I don't know why I brought it up, <laughs> but it was something weird cool like story, that. Cool story, Joe. Cool yeah. story. I mean, we see, there's like cucumber sours and things, so I guess stretch to a pickle is not that far off, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Turmeric, I've heard as a spice Ooh. added to beer. Turmeric. Hmm. Oh, it's beneficial for your health as well. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Yeah. And it, would, it definitely say. would affect the color, too. I didn't even think about that as a, oh, yeah. a factor yeah. from adjuncts is... The, the appearance of the beer changes too. Now, that's something I was reading that was interesting about uh, like the macro breweries using adjuncts to sort of clear a beer that might be too hazy Ooh. because of the, you're, you're sort of diluting a beer that might be heavier in proteins to help clear it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, by yeah. adding more fermented sugars, you're able to sort of then kind of clear up some of the interesting protein in the beer that's because i know there's things that you use during brewing i don't know if they count as adjuncts but like whirl flock tablets or like um algae product that coagulates like those haze forming proteins mm-hmm. or like the haze proteins that show up when it's kind of cool and they drop those out of solution but then i mean some breweries use filters so that's not really an adjunct that's strictly taking something out so if you filter your beer it's a, it's a little more clear yeah, and reading this article from BYO.com, talking about that process of, you know, like the rice and the corn, uh, some of these, mm-hmm. oh, a lot of the macro breweries use for their their kind of light lagers. Um, you got to be really careful because you can kind of get too, uh, too diluted to where there's not enough uh, for fermentation to take place. The yeast doesn't have a, as enough, enough to, I guess, eat on and create the, the alcohol so yeah well i mean there may be sugar in there but mm-hmm. yeast need things other than sugar you know right. they need um just like us they need vitamins they need vitamins. electrolytes yeah oh, there's yeah. not if there's not enough protein in the beer then mm-hmm. it's not survivable or it's not it's not the ideal uh environment for the yeast to thrive so no and i guess you know we could even take a step back and say what is malt what is malted grains or malted Ooh. barley yeah, because you think about, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, the you're gonna say the word better. What's the 500 year old German beer law? Reinheitsgebot. I know I'm probably uh, saying it horribly. Sorry for the people in Germany that <laughs> listen to this. Please comment and correct yeah. him. Thank you. I know I say it also very aggressively, but <laughs> it's just kind of fun when you when you say something like that. Yeah, I mean, because they, 
you know, barley was the, that was the grain of choice, the malt of choice. Barley. In order for it to actually be malt, though, I mean, there's a process as to, the barley has to undertake in order for it to become in a thriving uh, state of being so that it can actually help cultivate the beer during the fermentation process. Yeah. And really, I mean, that process is largely based on you're germinating the grain and you're, you're <laughs> tricking it. Germinating. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Oh, because uh, I'm German. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it now. I understand. <laughs> Took me a second there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're you're tricking it into thinking it's growing. So they usually get it wet, keep it warm, it starts to sprout, and then it's over for the grain. They take it, put it in a kiln, and dry it. And your different grain colors come from the amount of roast that you've got on it. So the whole point of that process of letting it germinate a little bit is that you're letting the natural enzymatic processes happen that can break down those starches into smaller and smaller carbohydrate chains so that way they become glucose and other uh, simple sugars that the yeast can easily break down. Because if you've got a ton of starches and things, you're not going to do very well. So you need to make sure that you malt your grains, and that's where maltsters come in. And that's their their thing. They uh, get it wet, let it germinate, let it sit there, mix it up, then they dry it out, and maybe even give it a little bit of a charry roast, depending on what you want. Some so, char. Some char. You know, interesting because rice being an adjunct used in a lot of macro brews, very starchy. So that yeah. process of removing that starch before it can be used in the mash must be grueling i mean yeah some of them you have to cook first yeah to to kind of break them down a little bit i mean like i think corn is a good one you have to kind of mess it up a little bit i know some people will use like corn flakes and things in their brews more on like the homebrew level i think but you kind of some of those things you have to process a little bit since you're not actually malting it and then like oats are a little bit harder so sometimes you do flaked oats or Mm -hmm. some way that they're modified to make it a little bit easier for the yeast to uh chow down yeah so basically just any kind of raw grain is going to be considered an adjunct at that point without having undergone the malting process adjuncts are used more and more frequently i mean even some breweries boast about using them you know some of them have things on their boxes that say corn rice malt water hops or something or maybe they don't say Mm. Maybe rice was the thing that they were excluding it, but one yeah. <laughs> where it wasn't that was like their ad campaign was like corn, malt, hops, and water. <laughs> what was the big attack on Miller or Bud Light where they were calling them out for using like corn syrup? It was the competitor. I think it was. Oh yeah, that's yeah. It might have been like Bud Light calling out Miller Light, saying they use corn syrup in their yeah recipe for their lager, and it's like, I mean, the overall end product is the same. Mm-hmm gonna get that nitpicky then <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a thing and yeah. their their brewing techniques are so refined to get like the most dry crisp lager they can that has minimal flavor so that way it's not polarizing to the public who's buying it but i don't know do you guys have any issues with with people using adjuncts no i was trying to go through like what i've checked in on untapped and see if i anything Any recent odd yeah. yeah but i mean a lot of things have like fresh fruits which i appreciate yeah. um there was one that still had that uh rice that you talked about and then like some milk it was like a horchata base horchata. so i mean i feel like anything that i've had that certain things have been added as an adjunct have kind of elevated the beer and i've enjoyed it um well another one we didn't even talk about coffee hey yo coffee beans oh i love (laughs) yeah i I think you'd be hard pressed to go for somebody who's an avid craft beer drinker and who tries a lot of different beer Mm -hmm. you'd be hard pressed to go through your check-ins and not find a good majority of the beers you're having probably have some level of adjunct depending on how you want to define it. I mean, like I say, you have your coffee porters that we recently had. We've got your fruited sours, you know, your milk milkshake IPAs, your uh, the milk stouts. Even some brown ales might have some 
some honey, some spice. Yeah. So. Like Teaches Peaches, um, Ever Teach Brewing out of Wilmington. Uh, I remember checking that in. They had more than 80 pounds of peach and apricot puree added. Dang. Well, I mean, even the other day, we had the sour apricot peach sour from old Edmund's O's. There's a lot of different things. I mean. Yeah, I think I, I don't have a problem with it at all because I think, like Lauren mentioned earlier, it shows some ingenuity, some innovativeness, just. Seeing, you know, what can we create with, I mean, we, we, we've, we, they've mastered the, the recipe for beer, but how can we take it to a new, a new level and create new enjoyable beverages for us to try? Mm-hmm. And so I have no, I have no issue because really the sky's the limit. Your creativity is the limit and oh, what yeah. you can achieve with adjuncts. And I think we're only starting just to tap the surface. Like we talked last week with the Vandasm powder. It's an adjunct by definition, if you're looking at it that way, but it, really is just maybe potentially improving the quality of the, the beers that we drink, the happiness that we're striving for. So mm-hmm. I'm all for the ingenuity of, of these brewers and these yeah, chemists going after it. I mean, it adds a layer to the art that is brewing art and science combined yeah. to make new, new products. So brewing is an art to try something, something else, you know, I feel like you can get carried away and get gimmicky with things, but oh sure. I mean, if you if you tastefully do it, I think it's good. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on that, Warren? Don't. <laughs> I have no thoughts. I've no thoughts. No thoughts. I've no original thoughts. Well, if you have any questions about adjuncts or think that we missed anything, feel free to let us know. Hit us up. Uh, if you think we're idiots, you can also hit us up anyway, too. That's cool. That's, <laughs> uh... Tell us what you know. Tell us. Tell us what you know. You know, I see a tall koozie concealing a can over there, LC. LC's pick of the week. <laughs> we need to get, like, a sound bite so that way we can just, like, add that in post. Do you not like my own sound effects? Oh, no. I just, it'd be just you know, consistent. We could have, like, a consistently... Am I not consistent enough for you? Consistently inconsistent. Ah, yes, yes. All right, assume your positions, gents. I'm assumed. I have also assumed. I assume nothing. Yes, you know what happens when you assume. Oopsie. Why are you oopsieing? Don't worry about it. The fact that you said that makes me a little worried. Oh, wow. Sounds foamy. Sounds aggressive. Are you pouring that thing from a... Sounds like it's, you know, when you like pump a well and water comes blasting out. Very weird reference, but... I thought you said pump a whale. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, when like you see a beached, beached whale and you like pump on it and some water shoots out of its blowhole. It's kind of weird. That's not what blowholes <laughs> are for. But <laughs> well, I guess they are. Please don't spill all over me. I hope that I can be reached. All right. Time for a sniffy poo. It's a glass. Interesting is what I will say. Yeah, it's... I'm getting some chocolate on the nose. I'm getting booze. Are you? Is this a clean glass? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Definitely don't. Definitely heavy. Maybe you... Oh, you just mentioned some barrel-aged beers. Maybe we're in that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm getting, like, bourbon-y. Yeah. Like, that's the, it's... Some bourbon barrel, something like that. But it's definitely sweet as well, like, very sweet. Complete polar opposite of the last beer that we just had. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say even some, like, yeah, some, like, dark chocolate, maybe. And even kind of getting some dark fruit too, but I don't know if that's the booze sweetness com- mm-hmm. combining with it. No, I get it. I almost would say almost like a red wine. Some yeah, of those, like a, yeah, that's actually very accurate. Some, like maybe like tannic a little bit. I don't know if that's a good descriptor for this, but I'm gonna roll with it. Let's have a have a sip. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh. Wow. Holy cow. That is quite boozy, isn't it? Oops, I just smacked We it. might have to play a little guess the ABV after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to guess pretty high. Yeah, I'm um, very booze forward. It is kind of red winey in a weird way. Is this beer in date or is it? It should be. Okay. Dry finish for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also a little bit thicker in body. Yeah, it's got some some viscosity. It's it kind of coats the tongue, but then mm-hmm. like dries the teeth. And <laughs> yeah, it's very it's interesting. Way. Yeah, I'm gonna take um, a peek at it. See, well, the it looks how I expected, honestly. Oh, super dark. Are you just looking at some vanilla, or no? Could be. It's some of the sweetness I think could come from a vanilla. But I don't know. It's not like uh, super it's like a heavy it's like a bitter chocolate. I don't want. I don't know if I want to say dark chocolate versus like maybe like Baker's chocolate. Is that a thing? Or Baker's chocolate? Baker's maybe semi sweet like a little gross. bit. It's Usually not sweet at all. Yeah. yeah, very bitter. Or just like cocoa, where it's not sweet yet. Yeah, but in appearance, the beer is super dark. Uh, it's got, actually got a surprisingly tan head, like lighter than you would expect, leaving a pretty good lace around the glass. It looks, I mean, the viscosity of it looks thick. Yeah, I think we're looking at an imperial stout here. Mm-hmm. Of what variety? Hmm. Maybe, wait, I wonder if it was aged in wine barrels instead of bourbon barrels. Although I'm getting a lot of like bourbon quality mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just there's a lot of sweetness in there and that yeah. mixing with the booze is, is making it taste like that. It'd be weird. I don't know. I don't. Are there a lot of wine barrel stouts? I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm kind of just, I'm just really rolling the dice. Oh, good. LC can't think of one, so that means it's not one. <laughs> All right. Psychology. So scratch that from the record. Just kidding. Or you could be lying. Nick never said that. I could be lying. Don't look at me. Don't look at me like that. LC stands for loose cannon. Yep. You never know what she's thinking. Exactly. Um, or I don't know. look out, children. Yeah, I guess I guess <laughs> to play it safe. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Had to do it. There are families on this block. <laughs> I guess I could play it kind of safe and say, go, you know, bourbon barrel aged. Imperial Stout. The only thing with that is I'm not getting a... I don't know if I'm getting a ton of oak. Like, it's almost like it was aged in a barrel for a short time. Because it's not... Interesting. It's just so sweet and thick. Like, usually Mm. I feel like long-time barrel ages are... Also, notably, not a lot of, like, roast or char. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... it's, sweeter, boozier. Yeah, the overwhelming flavor Bitterness, too, but... Joseph, what's your guess? I, yeah, I'm going to say Imperial Stout, but I don't know of what or when variety. A fruited bourbon, a fruited barrel, or <laughs> or not even barreled at all, just a really high-gravity Imperial Stout. All right, so one of you is on the money. Which one of you is it? Well, since mine was very vague, I'm going to say Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, yes. I also ventured out on a limb with the wine barrel, so let's not forget that. All right. So this is Brooklyn Brewery, um, Black Ops. Ooh. And this is actually uh, in their Four Roses small batch. Four Roses. Yeah. So this is a Russian Imperial Stout. Russian Imperial Stout. And Four Roses small batch bourbon barrels. How long? Um, I do not know. Can we, Black can we Ops guess? Is good. I've had a variety of this before, and it's it's good. What's the brewery? But Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Ah, uh, gotcha. Uh, located out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. Oh, the Empire State. Yeah, is the it Empire brewed State. At FX Matt Brewing though. Um, and I, it doesn't say. Based to brew a lot. Let's All see right. Let's guess what the ABV says. Yeah, guess the ABV. 
11.4. This was actually brewed by Brooklyn Brewery in Utica. Utica. Oh, so FX Matt brewed it. Yeah. They do good. a lot of contract brewing for them. That's the Serenite people, but yeah. I know. I'm going to guess this is. You know? I know. For, I've been there. For a listener. Listen. I've been there. 12.6. Right. Joey, what's your I guess? I said 11.4. Again, 12.4. Nicholas Dang. is on the money this You said 12.4? I said 6. 12.6. But I was, wow, you were... Uh, what's funny is I almost said 12.4, but I was like, that's yeah. just... I took your point forward. Closer than okay? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say how long it was um, in the barrel. Maybe, but it's super maybe a, short or, uh, a short aging process. I feel like that beer is not short aged, though. Let's check this out. It's mm-hmm. just... There's definitely a lot of imparted booziness. I don't know. I'm just getting a lot of one-sided flavor. Like really? sweet and alcohol. Huh. I have to look into this one a little bit more and see if we can find out the Do you specifics. Think what you tasted previously like um, is tainting your buds a little bit? It could. I mean, it could be. Also, for dinner, we had a very like savory. But I also had the same dinner. Yeah, but you weren't guessing what it was blindly. Yeah, maybe. But I, I mean, I think it's very like bourbon forward. Yeah, but in a weird way, like it tastes like red wine. Like that's what I was getting out of that. There, I think more cherry flavoring potentially, not really. So it says it's wine. rested and hand selected. Um, four roses, small batch barrels for months. So, a relatively short time. Uh, hint of mellow bourbon character. I don't know if I'd say it's mellow. It's not very <laughs> I think mellow. It's like bourbon forward. Yeah, I don't think it's m- mellow. Smooth regal finish. The beer is then re-fermented with champagne yeast. So wow. that might that get us sense. that hint. tannic flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then raises a rich, fluffy, dark brown head, combining big chocolate and coffee notes with a rich underpinning of vanilla like wow oak. we got almost everything so got, except for like the coffee notes because i didn't really I get a lot of roast at all, all. Don't really taste and the champagne versus the wine we we're that was one of our closer i feel like mm-hmm. i mean I, I guess it is i think just the barreling threw me off because i'm i think it was a short seems like a short barrel i mean they said four months so yeah. like like four as in one two three F-O-R four or months, like f-o-r f-o-r oh okay so like oh good distinction, <laughs> yeah not four months but four months. <laughs> I'm curious about if you got like a bomber of this and cellared it for a bit. I wonder how that would. I wonder if that would yeah. give it time to mellow out a little bit, that booziness or, or not. I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've not had this outside of a bottle. I don't know if I've ever had a canned version of this. I didn't see where you had it at all. Well, probably not this one. I've had oh, okay. different close. The um, gosh, I used to love the black chocolate stuff from them. That was good. That was like my go-to beer when I first loved beer. Stout. <laughs> but yeah, conspiracy confirmed. It says on the website. It still doesn't say availability is extremely limited. Yeah, that's what the can says too. Brooklyn Limited. How did you get your hands on that, yeah. Lauren? I'm pretty sure I got it at a Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Oh, you saying Shout Jarvis? Jarvis. Dang. Yeah. The their tasting note says cocoa nib and milk chocolate meets vanilla forward oak. I like this. I would definitely take my time on a 16 ounce can though. Um yeah, I think that's a good one to definitely share with your friends. <laughs> I could split this for sure. I'm usually yeah. not one to split oh, a yeah. pint, but I would split this. Well, this uh, to me, it's a little too heavy, sweet, yeah, and bourbon forward. Like it's sweeter. I mean, I like bourbon. I do too. But I think this would neat, replace like, dessert. Like yeah, and I couldn't drink a whole can of me it with this one. The what sweetness? Uh, I don't know. The champagne yeast, interesting thing there. Yeah, is that something that's commonly used to brew with, or no? Not at all. Not that I know of. Usually barrel-aged stuff, though. So they probably re-fermented it after the barrel rest to carb it up a little bit. 
So you, you mean there might have been some secondary fermentation? <gasps> secondary <laughs> fermentation. We need to have a thing where whenever we can just throw in secondary fermentation when it's applicable, we have like a little standby for that too. Oh, we got to find one. What about when it's non-applicable? Like I mean, when I, I don't want to just throw our name around, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, you're just not going to... Like secondary fermentation. So would secondary fermentation be an adjunct? <laughs> Is this adjunct? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Nick, you killed it. Yeah. Strong work. One of my better days. That's strong. Strong 12.4 is strong. I mean, if you if you calculate that in the Bud Light equivalents, you're, <laughs> you're, you're cranking it right there. Because you got about three times the ABV of a yeah. Bud Light. And for those of you, you gotta, who are not familiar with the Bud Light equivalent or the BLE, yeah. Joe, what is that? That's your. That's uh, uh, when you. Uh, that was a mathematical equation that we used in college to determine how many <laughs> how many Bud Lights a a particular beer was equivalent to. So this one, based on the size, so we've got about a 1.25 Bud Light on here. Actually, sorry, 1.33 Bud Lights based just on the volume alone. And then you've got to triple that, so three times three point three two three. Yeah, so yeah. they got a lot. Of- and parents think that their tuition money does no no good for their kids, <laughs> but clearly exactly. they're learning math in college. So keep keep you paying need to use a calculator for that, Lauren. Three times one is what? No, what's three times one, Lauren? Oh, three. Okay, what's point three 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 repeating times three? Point three 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 three. Three, um, point nine, 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 nine. Yeah, so one. So, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's so three plus one? Four. Four BLEs. Ooh. You drink one can of that. It's equivalent to four Bud Lights. So that just puts it in perspective for yeah. you there. Sometimes you don't want the volume. Roughly speaking, of yeah, course, exactly. I mean, so efficiency. Drink you know? smarter, not more. <laughs> not harder. <laughs> I mean, you really are drinking. Well, that's not entirely true. Uh. If it was 12.6% because of Bud Light's 4.2% ABV. Yeah, I'm saying if it was 126 it would be perfectly almost four Bud Light equivalents, but it's slightly less. <laughs> slightly less, but still. Just slightly, but pretty much the same. We'll round almost up. Almost four. Round up. Wow, where's your scientific elegance, Lauren? Not tonight. <laughs> the BLE scale. We should do that for every beer. Mm-hmm, how many? How many mm-hmm, is this? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, this one's a little harder because you're going from four point four point two to six percent. Yeah, so, so that's say math. you're you're roughly, you know, fifty percent more. Yeah, one point five BLEs, which is still better than one BLE. Yeah, I mean the flavor, you're getting about you know like six BLEs of flavor for one point five BLEs of alcohol. So. I hate to tell you, if it's one versus six versus twenty, the flavor remains the same. I'm saying you BLs. No, I'm saying like you get <laughs> six times the flavor. I just was throwing out a number. Oh, like, okay. The I'm more I like, drink of Bud Light does not make me think it tastes better. Oh no, I was saying that the the quantifiable flavor mm, is much mm. more. Thank you for that clarification. Not the alcohol, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, the BLE scale doesn't really uh, equate to beer I or flavor. More flavor. <laughs> it's so funny that you quote that all the time, considering how much I you hate, hate that video. <laughs> Sponge me, boy. Sponge. You're all used up. Oh, it's because <laughs> you make me watch those videos. I don't make you. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just say, hey, look, it's on. It's weird and funny. It's weird. It's actually not very funny. It just kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. Well, well, next Lauren's gonna say, "I don't like Bing Bong." Oh yeah. Okay, How I do not like uh, Bing Bong. Bing Bong. I don't like that, but then I quote it all the time. You do. Right? You, you do. quote it all the time. You guys are bad influences. With the yellow phones on. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's, it's you see these dogs the in your front yard? <laughs> just know that I'm upstairs going hard. <laughs> Bing bong. Yo, Ariana Grande, Coney Island, take a spin on the cyclone. I miss you. <laughs> Sup, baby? Take me out to dinner. <laughs> That's the best one. Sup, baby? Take me out to dinner. Mm-mm. What would you say to Joe Byron right now? <laughs> Byron. Oh, 
man. Well, on that note. What a finish to this episode. What a finish. Bing bong. Uh, check us out, and we learned some things. I almost forgot again. I forget it every single time. All right. Uh, what'd you learn, Elsie? So wait, um, is this actual fact or ad lib with the adjunct definition of adding junk? Was that real life or was that just a wow? That was cool. So I two, guess two two thirds of this podcast with the same joke. Darn. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess is I didn't. Real I learned that that was not real. So yeah. Is this real life? Uh-huh. And I learned that Lauren was very gullible. Yep. <laughs> so it's you didn't on the know ceiling. that previously. Well, not to that extent. Right <laughs> <laughs> on the ceiling. Yeah, I'm not even looking up. Uh, looking um, up. I learned that Joe will only buy beers in bulk. Buy beers in bulk. That's a tongue twister. Um, if they have a nice balance of flavor, low ABV, refreshing taste, like this tropical torpedo. Mm-hmm. So, instead of buying a case of Bud Light, he'd rather buy a case of Sierra Nevada Tropical Torpedo Tropical IPA. Beautiful. Yes. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Uh, and what did I learn? Well, I don't know what I learned. I learned that uh, adding adjuncts isn't adding junk, unless you add too much adjunct. What you going to do with all that? adjunct well, in your no, trunk. I will add a caveat to that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you're trying to add an adjunct and you don't maybe add enough, it doesn't really change the overall flavor profile. Because I had a beer that had some additional adjuncts added and it was not a benefit to what the were beer. They, what was added? Um, I can't say. <laughs> I don't want to throw anyone under the oh, bus. Oh, very polite. Mm. Ever the lady. What's yeah. a lady? Who are you throwing under the bus? I think I know what you're talking about. No, I mean, not you know specifically, I mean? but it was, just... It was intended to enhance the current beer, uh, but it did not... I do not think yeah. it added anything to yeah, that's the beer one series. Thing. You don't want to have false advertising. That's it. I think yeah. if you're going to call a beer a mm. key lime pie sour... And you don't get any key lime pie taste in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you've got more of an issue than if you were just to throw the adjuncts in there under nobody's yeah. knowledge. And then. So if, I think it, there is a. Uh, you set an expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go in with a certain mindset and it just needs to be executed well to really kind of get the full benefit from mm-hmm. the adjunct process. Yeah. And I think I'm more of a fan of. You know, as I as I think about it, I guess one thing I learned is I think I'm more of a fan of the adjuncts that are added to enhance the qualities of the style, not necessarily make it its own kind of beer. So if there's a nice adjunct added that tastefully elevates the beer and gives it a little edge that may not have been there if you had had it without without it, I think that that's good. You know, I don't I don't necessarily think I need a uh you know, chocolate cheesecake stout, but if I have a nice oatmeal stout and it's smooth and good tasting, hey, I'll take it. Yeah, it's just like the the one beer I had that was, I was trying to find the name of it. I knew it was some kind of campfire or some kind of like... Oh, smoky smoke, smoke, smoke. Oh, it, it might as well have just been called liquid smoke. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, they advertised and they hit it on the head and it just was not, not my favorite. Is it a rock beer? Yeah. So, I guess that wraps us up for episode number 28. We're getting dangerously close to 30. I don't know what that means. But anyway, if you've listened this far, make sure to check us out on social media. Instagram at East Carolina Beer. Check out our website, eastcarolinabeer.com. Hit us up on Gmail, eastcarolinabeer at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at eastbeer. And, uh, you know, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, Give us a nice five-star rating. And if you want to uh, leave a comment, let us know how we're doing. You know, really sing us praises or really uh, eternally damn us. Either way, (laughs) we'll take it. (laughs) But just, uh, you know, we love the interaction. We love watching the the, uh, listens pop up. 
in in different places and in all the different you know areas of the world i was looking at some newer uh newer listens and we're kind of gaining some stuff in the midwest we're gaining a little bit uh you know kind of just spreading across the uh michigan area a little bit here and it's kind of cool to watch those new little blips pop mm-hmm. up on our map and so yeah if you want to reach out do it we'll we're we're friendly except for lc so just get me i'm the most friendly <laughs> <laughs> i am yeah well, see us next week and uh have a great night cheers cheers good night